0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Yes. Well, hold on. No, it's not Pat, but it is me, Justin. Barkley. And for Pat Gray Unleashed today on the Blaze, it's an honor, privilege, a pleasure for me, at least. Anyway, uh, still here for a couple of more days, to the consternation of, of some folks listening. No, I'm kidding. It's it, it's a uh, it's always fun to be here with you. By the way, checking in on Facebook, the big group, Pat Gray Unleashed Facebook group. Want to say hi to you out there? You've been listening there. You can also catch uh, catch up with us on the Twitters too. We're on the Twitters, at Mr. Justin Barclay, J-U-S-T-I-N-B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. You can email me, too, because I'd love to hear from you during the show. Justin at JustinBarclay.com, which is my blog. Uh, A lot of cool stuff up there for you, too. But, uh, boy, I hope you had a great Christmas. I really did. I enjoyed it. Uh, You know, got a lot of time to spend with the folks, the family. Ate a lot, probably too much. So we're in that weird period now. Uh Christmas done and of course the tax bill signed, done, all of that. They're looking forward now to 2018. Will uh will we get this big infrastructure bill? What are they going to do with that? And uh and I think the other the other big question a lot of folks want to know is you know what is Melania Trump's favorite television show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm am sorry, I just I just got this piece of breaking news information right before I, right before I came on the air here. All right, just told me that uh, Melania Trump's favorite television show is How to Get Away with Murder. Now, uh, listen, that can seem a little scary. Uh, that can seem a little, uh, well, it's a little strange, I think to most people that hear that, but if you're like me, uh, you understand that, Hey, sometimes these things happen because, uh, that happens to be my wife's favorite show. You know what else? My wife loves to watch and call me crazy, but this at first this kind of like, this was a cause for a little concern. She loved to watch those, you know, snap sh- the, the Snap shows, like on uh, Discovery ID and uh, whatever. It's all the murder plots, right? All the Lifetime movies where the, the husband gets it or whatever. It's got to, yeah, I mean, at first glance, it's a little strange. And it kind of leaves you scratching your scratching your head thinking, what in the world? But uh no, that's that's the big news folks are wanting to know about today. Another uh another one that I don't know, maybe you'll hear about this, maybe you won't. It depends on what you're listening to, what you're watching. The numbers are in. And as I see it, I think I'm going to have to to pull pull these official numbers. I think it's like 15 companies. I was looking at this the other day, 15 different companies or so that uh, that have now announced that they are going to at least give a bonus, they're going to uh, raise their minimum wage, there's more investment that's going to be taking place in the coming year, I think it was, that number I believe was 15. I have to go through and see if I can pull that story up. I saw that just the other day. I was thinking about that man. I remember when it started with AT and T that day. Since the tax uh, tax bill's uh, signed and gone through, now we're we're looking at a lot of growth. Still yet to see the bodies on the street. I did see it was kind of uh, it's kind of an icy drive-in for me. A lot of snow where I am in the in uh, the frozen tundra of West Michigan. Boy, is it nasty. No bodies on the street unless the snow has buried them. I can't tell you. We were waiting for people to drop dead. Still, we are on standby. Has anyone dropped dead yet from this uh, tax bill being passed? The other question that I'm concerned about is the people that that were going to drop dead because of net neutrality. We have yet to see that either. Believe me, we will keep you posted. And if you see any of this happening at any time, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also today, I'd like to get your help with a little something. So after I give you this big piece of news, I'll we'll give you that number again. I'd love to hear you call in. But this is this is uh, this is pretty nice on the front page, big bold. Mastercard says it was the biggest Christmas in history. From the Yahoo News blog, U.S. department store stocks jump on holiday spending record. Out of Chicago, shares of the U.S. Department stores jumped on Tuesday as MasterCard, Inc. said shoppers spent over $800 billion during the season. $800 billion. More than ever before. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. I'm sure this has nothing to do. And you know what the funny thing is? The whole argument now is going to be about what? Well, we'll, 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 are we sure that this is coming from a uh, uh, President Trump? Maybe this was created by uh, uh, Barack Obama. No. No. That's where we are now. Where did this come from? We're going to get into that chicken or the egg thing. I'm sure that's the next, the next big deal. But you know, uh, Sky. Speaking of chicken, how about Chicken Little? Sky's always falling. People are always dropping dead because of whatever. Uh, and uh, and it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, the, the stories are absolutely astounding that are coming out right now. Rising employment um, this $800 billion, by the way. Because of rising employment and early discounts, they're saying boosted by also growing consumer confidence. So what does that what does that mean that what's that sentiment mean anyway? It says people feel comfortable with spending money. They don't. They're not afraid that they're gonna like you know like lose lose their entire lose their job lose their house. The uncertainty. They're pretty confident that they're headed in the right direction. That's what the marketplace says. So we've got the American people going to the ballot box, right? Headed to the polls in 2016 in November to make a statement. They did. They got what they wanted, and yet, yet the consistent and persistent media narrative that comes out of the 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 lamestream media drones all the time that the the sky is falling, that people are very concerned about. There are people that are concerned about President Trump, but you know, it's it's like people like Chuck Schumer.
0: Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed.
1: Hey, welcome back in, Justin Barclay. Okay, so what? You were listening to Pat. Now you're listening to me. But first, you were listening to me. It's very confusing here today. And the reason we're doing this is just to keep you on your toes. We want to make sure that you're actually able to listen. And uh... <laughs> nothing gets past. By the way, Blaze folks, here I'm just telling you, nothing gets past you. Um, you know what's interesting? I was. I was just checking out Twitter because we, I guess we just all of a sudden dropped out in the first segment of the show. Uh, we had these, we, we're just trying to figure out whether it's a glitch in the system here. We got the, uh, the maybe the gremlins, it's a ghost in the machine. i My favorite is, I believe a, it was a rat that chewed through a piece of wiring here. The equipment that we use to like connect, it's basically the internet, right? you know what we haven't we had this is the road we haven't gone down yet and uh ronnie it could be the beginning of the 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 bodies just falling you, you know people dead in the streets you know because of net neutrality that's that's it's probably net neutrality you know it's technical difficulties we're back though we are back Kellen was asking on on Twitter what happened I heard your first segment and then you just kind of disappeared I don't even remember we we've been and by the way we've been running around like rats here like chickens with their heads cut off here trying to figure it all out and uh Ron and a good uh good buddy John here uh where I am locally and uh, some other folks there at the place trying to get everything back on and a uh, heck of a job with that I can't even imagine some of the craziest. Sometimes you, you can't even plan for this stuff. You know, and I think they tried like two or three different ways to get us connected, and we were connected by the old-fashioned, I guess this is, the, this is the old technology, ISDN. So they can't take that off of you. We can't slow it. Comcast can't slow that down, can they? Ha, 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 net neutrality. Somewhere Al Gore is really excited right now. You know he invented all this anyway. <sighs> so anyway, I don't remember where where we were, what we were talking about. Other than to tell you that uh, the the absolute the record numbers it's spending done over the holidays, and uh, it's been eight hundred billion dollars this season alone. Good things continue to happen, one after the next, after the next. So I don't know what comes in two thousand eighteen. I, I, I would say it's probably more of what we saw in 2017. But that's kind of where I wanted to give you the opportunity to call in and weigh in and also add your uh, comments, if any, on the Twitters and uh, to Facebook as well, on that Facebook group, on uh, the Packer ray Facebook group. What are your predictions for 2018, for 2018? I'd like to do this over the next couple of days because I want to keep track of these. And then next year, if we're still here for if, if we all haven't died because of net neutrality or the tax plan, well, then we'll come back and revisit them. Let's see if anybody nailed any of these. Yeah, we got to can we have to write all these down and keep track of them and make sure we got. But uh, find out what over the next because there could be good and bad, right? I mean, there could be like war with North Korea, Russia, right? Or there could be good. There could be that, uh, you know, that uh, who knows what happens. Maybe Trump, got, he's able to talk uh, that crazy jack wagon over there in North Korea into some senses, and that guy backs down and, and, uh, and goes quiet. Who knows? Maybe we see, uh, we see some amazing things happening here. The economy continues on fire. You just, you can't tell. But I'd love to hear your predictions because I'm sure somewhere in the, in the imagination, or I don't know, maybe it's like a little bit of Miss Cleo, right? Somewhere, somewhere in all that sort of fog of the collective consciousness, whatever you want to call it, right, Maybe somewhere in there. Somewhere we have some sort of, I mean, even a broken clock is right two times a day, right? So maybe there's something in there that hits. I don't know. I'd like to find out. By the way, great... uh, I don't know if you've been following this out of Virginia. There's a really interesting uh, story right now. There is a race that is so close. It's too close to call. And this is in their... I believe this is in their uh, their state house there in, in Virginia. They're freaking out because... A Democrat and a Republican are neck and neck. As it stands, they may have to take this, uh, I don't know, to the next step of of breaking this tie, which would be what? I don't know how they do it in Virginia. Is that some sort of, uh, I think maybe they play Jenga? Both candidates get together and they sit down and they play a game of Jenga. Is that, is that what they do there? I'm not sure what the Constitution there in Virginia says but their laws. I like that, though. If you're going to break a tie, you might as well. I think you might as well go ahead and hit the Jenga, right? I like that idea. We'll go to Virginia and find out what exactly is going on in here so you can hear that story. By the way, right now in the pac Gray Unleashed group on Facebook, Mark was asking, did we lose him? What happened? He blamed George Soros. So there's somebody else that we have not yet really explored. Uh, Gremlins, Ghost in the Machine, Rat. Well, that's pretty close, right, to the Soros. But uh, Rat you went through the wires. Or George Soros. Yeah, Mark says, Justin started the show as a fill-in and then poof, he was gone. And you're right, Mark. That's exactly how it happened. I heard on my end the 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 folks at the blaze going right to the the commercials or whatever. And I was just like, um, hello. Cause <laughs> I, I was like right in the middle of a point and I'm thinking, man, I mean, I've been people uh, told me I'm boring before, you know what I mean? But I just, uh, that, uh, I did not expect that one. <laughs> I'm glad we're back. So 888 900 is that number, by the way, one 888 900 339 And I want to hear from you. What is your prediction? What's coming? What's coming? What is coming down the pike 2018? Does Hillary get charged and indicted? Okay, now I'm just throwing pipe dreams out there for you. Well, I'm just—I I mean, you got to throw. We got—it it doesn't have to be 100%. It could be what you want to see. It could be an absolute pie in the sky kind of thing. Could be anything. It doesn't matter. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three is that that number again? One eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Also, I'm over here on the Twitters at Mr. Justin Barclay. You can email me, Justin, at JustinBarclay.com, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. Got a lot to get to today, too. Some of the other questions I'm asking today, um, I would love to know, how long can you say Happy New Year? I mean, is there a a cutoff time? Do we have like an official, is that like January 15th? Is that, uh, you know, is that... After, you know, you could say that until the 2nd? Or do you get to say that all the way maybe through until February and March? Along with that, when can you start saying it? Because I've been saying, what, Merry Christmas, saying happy holidays, all that good stuff, mostly Merry Christmas, but Happy New Year. I've been throwing that in there for a while now. When do you actually get to say When is the official start of me being able to say Happy New Year? Another big question for you is when can you take that tree down? When do you actually do that? This is amazing to me. How many people have differences of opinions about when you put the thing up and then when you take it down? So, I mean, obviously the hard-hitting issues that you'd like to discuss today. <laughs> and the topics. And now they're all thinking to themselves, why did we even get this guy back on? We should have just left the, uh, the the best stuff, the, the old stuff on. We should just... <laughs> <laughs> now you know why they pulled the plug in the beginning right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number one eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three it's barclay in for pat Gray leash today on the blaze radio
2: network
0: is here on the blaze radio network
1: Barkley on the blaze it is uh justin in for today and boy we're having a good time just being on the air just getting on the air so a whole ordeal for us but we made it we're back and we appreciate the fact that you're here with us <clears throat> let me give you the number to dial in triple a love to hear from you talking 2018 predictions by the way do you have one what do you see coming in 2018? What would you like to see coming down the old pipe there in 2018? Any prediction you want to make. Any and all. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. Also on Twitter, at Mr. Justin Barkley. You can get to us there. By the way, we're at uh, the email, too. Justin at JustinBarkley.com on the blog. Talking with Jim Crisula, who is in Virginia, about this crazy thing that's happened with the politicians. I don't. It's, it's kind of hard to understand, but it was a real close race there in the House. And it's very contentious. By the way, welcome in, uh, Jim. We appreciate you being here and shedding some light on this today. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, my pleasure, Dustin. Hope you had a Merry Christmas. Looking forward to a Happy New Year. Some interesting things happening uh, where you are today. With this election and uh, the aftermath of it,
3: really. Yeah, very uh, nebulous situation in Virginia today. Uh, there was, of course, the election back in November, and all of this is important in Virginia, Justin, because of the fact that it could determine which political party controls the Virginia House of Delegates. Hmm. We have a race in Newport News, which is down on the coast of the Hampton Roads area. And a Democrat, Shelley Simons, initially it looked like she had lost to the Republican incumbent, David Yancey, by 10 votes. Then they did a recount, and that put her up by one vote. More than 20,000 votes were cast in this election. And the recount showed she had won by one vote.
1: Unbelievable.
3: There was just a contested ballot. Someone apparently had, it's one of those paper ballots, the old little bubbles like when we used to take tests. You have to fill those in.
4: Mm -hmm. And
3: this particular voter had filled both of those so-called bubbles in for both the Republican and the Democrat.
1: Oh, no. But then
3: crossed through the Democrats' name. So a judge last week determined in his mind that that was a vote for the Republican, mm. and as a result, we now have a tie in this race. The Virginia State <laughs> Board of Elections today, basically,
1: was, uh, they were
3: going to draw a name.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: To see who won this race, mm-hmm. and that's been put on hold because last night, The Democrats said she was going to file legal action Mm -hmm. and try to convince a judge that the judge's ruling last week was invalid and she should be declared the winner. Now, again, this is important because if Shelly Simons, the Democrat, wins this race, that would then mean that there's a tie in the Virginia House of Delegates, Mm -hmm. 50 Republicans, 50 Democrats. And on top of this, Justin, there's also a second uh, challenged house race in virginia in the fredericksburg area which is about an hour or so south of down i-95 south of washington dc mm-hmm. uh, several people have filed a federal lawsuit in that race uh, saying that 147 nearly about a, nearly 150 people voted who should not have voted because they were in a different district
1: mm. jim chrisula let me ask you jim we're looking at virginia and this this very odd situation between the Republican and the Democrat right there, and the and the the uh, the judge had to step in. There was a ballot you said that that was that had a that was filled out for both the Republican and the Democrat. Okay, so what do they do if if, if you know, you know they, they're tied? These guys, am I am I correct in understanding that they're both that would be tied if if you threw that out that that particular vote? If if you threw
3: out that particular vote. Justin, according to the recount, mm-hmm. the Democrat would win by one vote. Now, mm. in terms of that ballot, that particular person voted for Republicans right. in statewide racism. In, in oh. other words, voted for the Republican for governor, lieutenant governor. <laughs> and that, in part, is why this judge ruled that it in his mind, okay. when that person crossed out the Democrat in the yeah. House race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he or she intended to vote for the Republican.
1: And I can understand how he got to that point. Then. Yeah. So yeah. so it's easy. It's now now we can go back. And, and like like when you were in school, it was the arithmetic. We've got to show your work so we can see how you got to that <laughs> conclusion. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So now, maybe
3: Justin, maybe this will convince Virginia to go to, you know, the electronic voting machine. I
1: don't yeah. know.
3: This is almost like, remember, the, uh, 2000, I think it was, the hanging Chad Bell mm-hmm, in South mm-hmm. Florida.
1: Yeah, and, and you just, uh, wait, wait, you get something this close and this contentious. Man, I'm sure there are all kinds of things that happen like this in any election, but when you have such a tight race and such a contentious situation, uh, boy, it really makes a difference. So now uh, if this the judge says this is a Republican vote, now they're tied. Is is So what do they do? Would they sp- maybe flip a coin? Or-
4: well, what <laughs> we're going to actually do
3: today is get a bowl out, put it on a table at yeah. the state elections board in Richmond, uh-huh. and simply draw a name out.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: so, you know, it's just a lot of people will say to, to those of us in the media, oh, my vote doesn't count, you know, one yeah. vote. Doesn't count, but boy, this certainly uh, uh, proves that's
1: not so. Man, this is really interesting, Jim. Jim Krasula, how how uh, how could they? Maybe he's thinking the different ways that they could settle this. I think maybe uh, it could be a game of horse, possibly or.
3: Uh, arm wrestling. I don't know some kind of a you know a, a Jeopardy quiz something. I don't
1: know Jeopardy quiz. I like that. What is a Jeopardy quiz, Jim? Yeah, yes, yes. Jim Castula, thank you so much with the latest on this. We'll we'll stay Always up to date. my one.
4: pleasure.
1: Have Thanks, a good Justin. one. Take care. I, I kind of like Scrabble or Connect Four. Maybe maybe a game a a game a th- this is a good one a knockdown. Drag out game of Monopoly. Winner takes all. Of course there's shenanigans. It's Virginia. What do you think's happening there? Probably didn't stuff enough Democrat ballots in that box in order to secure the win. Oh, man. Well, that'll learn them. Really. Really. Ah, uh, it's another one to keep your eye on. It's another one. Yeah, let's throw it out there. It's more, more confusion. Chalk that up to another, uh, another piece of the uh, the pie. <sighs> what do you see coming in twenty eighteen? More of that. More of that. That would be my uh, my answer for you. More of that stuff. More of the insanity, more of the craziness that we've, I guess, gotten used to over the last year or two, maybe more. Just more. Because I, it's, I don't see it going anywhere anytime soon. Do you? <sighs> By the way, uh, we, we lost connection. If you're just tuning in right now, it's Parkley. I'm in for a Pac-Ray Unleashed today. Pat's on a well-deserved vacation. He is coming back soon. I think it's next Tuesday, is that right? Yeah. So you get to so you get the new year in, ring in the new year. And then he's back and better than ever. You know, with all new Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's got some double duty coming up. I think he's doing um I think he's doing I think he's doing the big show, too. So there's a lot coming. So you got to get your fill of Pat, by the way, coming up. Uh, it, but they did try to take us off the air. If you missed this earlier, it was the first hour, the first segment. In fact, I started going in, talking about how great things were. We just got this new report about all the the money that was spent for Christmas this year. People feeling very confident. Whether or not the economy is in a great, I, I it looks like things are going well. I don't know. I can't tell you. Things are looking great. But, uh, you know, all of a sudden, the plug was pulled. Either on our end, a rat chewed through the cable. There was a gremlin somewhere that got caught. Or uh, Mark even suggested that possibly it was George Soros to blame. And I told you they were going to, somebody would be pulling the plug at some point. That that probably would happen. Now Andy has suggested on the on Facebook right now. If you're in the group Pack Gray Unleashed, Andy says, "You notice Mark hasn't commented back since the broadcast return. Hmm. It was a tough decision, but Soros wanted something in return. Sorry, Mark. Sacrifices must be made. <laughs> That's another great place you can join the fun. The conversation continues inside that group. One of the questions I'm asking today: What are the, what are your predictions for 2018? Do you have any? Do you see anything? See anything on the horizon? What do you see coming? What happens in 2018? Does this, you know, does this, uh, d- does this tax cut like really take effect? And like, I mean, people start feeling it, and the economy just explodes like in a good way. Because what we're supposed to get more money back in February. That's the that's the word. February is it? We start to see these. Now we've already started seeing companies. I think it was like 15 or so companies that have already kind of made you know announcements about well we're going to do this we're going to add uh, bonuses for folks you know we're going to give uh people extra money we're going to throw in a little more what 15 bucks an hour for some of these folks we're going to raise their minimum wage so we've we've seen a lot of We've seen a lot of good things possibly coming down the pike. Oh, by the way, there's a there is an article that that's taken on the tax, and and from a completely different way now, taking on this this uh, this new tax cut, uh, bill. And you're gonna want to hear what NPR has to say about this because if there's anybody that I need to know from, hear from it on a daily basis about my life, it's NPR. Oh, and yes, could you please throw an extra serving of the of the former president Barack Obama in there? to tell me uh how I should manage my social media. Thank you so much. I there's one thing I don't miss, by the way. It's the constant being lectured to, talked down to by these elitist freaks. Oh man, if you haven't heard some of this audio, I'll we'll play some of it coming up in a little bit. That's kind of a warning too. We'll play some of this audio where uh, uh he was on a podcast with the Prince Harry across the pond over in London. Cheerio. I don't know if it's tea time or not. Exactly how they did the podcast there, but this is the first interview since uh leaving office. Well, that should tell you everything you need to know. The first interview since leaving office, this guy goes and what does he do? Has it goes on a podcast with Prince Harry. <laughs> Well, there's not something else to be said for this, too, now. Don't get me wrong. Because the dam has burst. And once this guy has started talking, you know, it was got to be the hardest time for him to keep his mouth shut. He just loves to tell you how you're wrong and how we as Americans suck. <sighs> More on that coming up. Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can join the show. 888-900-3393. Take a quick break. Back right after this. Barkley and for Pat Gray today. This is the place.
0: Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network Pat Gray returns.
1: It's 888 900 3393. The number dial in, 888 900 3393. If you want to join the show, Justin Barkley, Barkley in for Pat Gray today, Unleashed. I'm asking, what are your predictions for 2018? I think I'll ask this over the next couple of days because I'm, I'm just curious. I want to know what you see coming. Does anybody, can anybody really put their finger on it? I mean, look at this last year. I, I mean, just look at the last week, right? Government comes out and says, by the way, yes, we've been funding research into UFOs. Uh, they they released some sort of crazy video that shows UFOs. Or a uh, UFO. I guess it would be an N, unidentified flying object. Engaged by a, a pilot, military pilot. That's crazy. It's just nutty, right? What is that? We've seen just a crazy year, a year of absolute disruption, insanity, chaos. I will continue to see through the next year or so things that are probably so crazy that you and I, when we get there next year, we won't even, there, we, we we'd never be able to guess it. So use your imagination. Go wild. I can't can't wait to see what people say about this. The tax law's new way of measuring up and measuring inflation could take a toll on taxpayers, says the NPR. Jim Zaroli says, A little remarked upon provision changing the way inflation is calculated is among the big changes contained in the tax overhaul signed by President Trump last week. The new method using the so-called chained consumer price index to determine when to adjust tax brackets and eligibility for deductions is expected to push more Americans into higher tax brackets more quickly. In the past, the tax code, this this is again, this is going to be, by the way, in case you had any doubt, this is again why you getting more money in your paycheck is a bad thing for you that's what all of these things boil down to I don't I mean there really is no better way to say that anytime that you hear anything about these tax cuts being a bad thing it's because you are not capable of handling your own money God forbid we give it back to you or not take it in the first place that would really be the best part right is if they didn't take it in the first place please and that's that's literally we're going to start seeing that in February I had a great conversation, by the way. When was this? It was over the weekend. I'll just put it that way. With somebody who... uh, You know, this person is a good friend. It's part of the family. I'll just say that. And we were discussing many things that she did not like about what the president was doing. Amongst them, the EPA and things like... uh, Moves that were made in the EPA and then things like... um, Oh, just turning the, the these some of these national monuments back over to the states. And as I sat and listened, because this is what I like to do. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't like to have conversations where I just tell people, look, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Because I'm not, that's not, if I have to do this for a living, I have to kind of pretty much stay abreast of these issues and topics and all of the you know the conversation of the day and i said i go uh, you know look uh l- let me hear what what do you what what's your issue with this what's the problem and the way they rolled it out from what i understand it's just a very similar argument it's probably just ripped right out of the pages of the narrative that's pushed through the media and uh, and through the likely Everyday sources that that you hear the same folks every time. Um, And I said, you know, if I could just explain, like, uh, I can't tell you that I love everything that this guy, the president, is doing. But if I, if I could just kind of maybe give you the background of the ideology of what is happening here, and then you you kind of, you could tell me what, what you think about this. And I'm, again, I'm listening to all of it, because I, I literally want to hear where people are coming from and why they're coming from that place. It, it boils down to this, the old way, which really was the, the new, kind of the new, it's this progressive idea, right? This idea is that you, the people, or the individual states, don't know enough. Uh, you don't understand these issues enough. You literally cannot do anything. You can't even take care of yourself. You barely can take care of dispensing the toilet paper and cleaning yourself up. You know what I mean? You barely can do that. And literally, you, need, you almost need the federal government to do all of it for you. And that's what we're here to do for you as a federal government is to take care of you because you people just don't know what you're doing. One of the issues that came up was this, uh, this uh, Robert Reich. He's got this big video out right now about... Why, in fact, he is supporting getting uh getting rid of abolishing the electoral college what he wants to do with this and she said, well you know I thought that was fascinating uh, I really was interested in that and 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 you know maybe you know, maybe we should do that because it's not it's not really constitutional the College college isn't in the Constitution and God bless her I had to take a second and because she said that I thought to myself, well hold on, you know you ever get in these conversations where you, you 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 just talk with people about things to a certain extent that you just don't even know what's up or down anymore and you and you you start yeah well I maybe guess that's true Well I go hold on let me take let me just a second here. So I pull I pull it up because I thought this is this is something not right here. Let me pull this up. And I pull up, and this directly from archives, the National Archives, by the way. And I as I pulled this up, I go, you know, um, no, here here's this is directly from the National Archives and, and talks, I think it was like archives.org or something like that. From the government, what she almost would not accept it. But because it came from this website, she goes, well, I guess, yeah. The United States Electoral College is the mechanism established by the United States Constitution for the indirect election of the President and the Vice President of the United States. That's Wikipedia. Here it is, National Archives. I'm going to read you directly what it says from the... National Archives and Records Administration. Archives.gov is what it is. All right. It, it, I mean, we literally had to pull this up to, to 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 confirm with each other because it wasn't even that I was just so so confirmed in this myself, and and and, and, and but it wasn't even that. It was literally the fact that I was almost. Wait, hold on a second wait a minute it what is that right what is that is this right i had to take a step back that's where we are now and i think this by the way i think this is purposeful the electoral college is a process not a place so that should say it all right the founding fathers and and this was the conversation this was the the gist of the conversation i said you know the founding fathers really smart guys and And then that's where the whole conversation kind of took the turn. She goes, no, this wasn't the founding fathers didn't have anything. This was not this is. Well, I don't know. Let's. So we looked it up. The founding fathers established it in the Constitution as a compromise between election of the president by a vote in Congress and election of the president by a popular vote of qualified citizens. Uh, the Electoral College process consists of the selection of the electors, the meeting of the electors, where they vote for the president, the vice president, and counting of the electoral votes by Congress. The Electoral College consists of 538 selector, er, electors. Selected.
5: Well, that was kind of a shorty slip, was it?
1: A uh, majority of uh, 270 electoral votes is required to elect the president. And it goes on and on. Oh, you could go read more about this. But it talks about the 23rd Amendment, when this took place, and why it's so important. Why is this important today? It's important so that you're armed with this knowledge when you're out talking with friends and family members. It's important so that when you have conversations with people, and God forbid we have them face to face anymore, that you can actually share with them the truth. We'll talk more about that next. Barkley and Pat, Pat
0: Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: Gray. It's Barkley in for Gray today on the the old Pat Gray Unleash show. While it lasts, we should say that because we had some technical issues, some difficulties earlier. So we'll say for now. (laughs) Fingers crossed, that was a yeah, fingers crossed. We're talking about the Electoral College and why this is so important. And this is the new assault, by the way. Robert Reich. Once the Electoral College abolished. And here's why. How do we abolish
2: the Electoral College? While we resist Donald Trump. We also need to make sure our democracy doesn't ever... Ag- it's so cute.
5: While we resist Donald Trump.
2: Again, elect a candidate who loses the popular vote. We must abolish the
1: electoral college. Now, as you okay, because we lost fair and square. this is let me translate this, okay? Because what I'm hearing is, okay, because we lost fair and square last time, we must fix the rules to make sure that we never lose fair and square ever again. So we must cheat even when we are already cheating but let's but because we fixed one election let's make sure we can fix them all Well, they did they fixed the the, the primary with Bernie that whole thing was fixed wait that's so yes yeah, so we fixed one let's fix them all that's what he's basically saying now let's make sure that we can fix all of them
2: probably well, we know the Constitution assigns each state a number of electors based on the state's population The total number of electors is 538. So anyone who gets 270 of those Electoral College votes becomes president, regardless of the popular vote. So how do we abolish the Electoral College? Amending the Constitution is very hard, requiring a two-thirds vote by the House and Senate, plus approval by three-quarters of state legislatures. But we can make the Electoral College irrelevant Without a constitutional amendment. Here's how. Article 2 of the Constitution said. Oh, boy.
1: Do you you feel like we're getting ready? Because they always talk about the tinfoil hats, right, for us. Do you feel like we should get those tinfoil hats out? Hang on. I got mine over here. Let me pull it.
2: All right. Now I'm ready. Go ahead, Robert. The states can award their electors any way they want. So all that's needed is for states with a total of at least 270 electors to agree to award all their electoral votes to the presidential candidate who wins the popular vote. If they do that, then automatically the winner of the popular vote gets the 270 electoral votes he or she needs to become president. Already, 10 states and the District of Columbia have passed laws to do exactly this.
1: All of them left, progressive, liberal, communist havens. And you could probably guess where they are. They're on both the left and the right coast. Well, not right, east.
4: We'll
2: call it east awarding all their electoral votes to the candidate who wins the popular vote as soon as the 270 elector goal is met.
1: I should also Together, mention that eat- Illinois is in that bucket as well. So, yeah, that state's going broke, too.
2: States total 165 electoral votes. So all we need now is some additional states with 105 electors to pass the same law, agreeing to reward all their electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote. And it's done. We'll never again elect a president who loses the popular vote. The effort is known as the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. If your state hasn't yet joined on, make sure it does.
1: Now, why is this so important for them? All comedy aside, right, let's... let's Why is this so important? Because they lost fair and square. And they're not as mad as you may think they are about Donald Trump winning. They're more mad that you have any say-so in this business at all. Because you have to realize, if we go back to this map where Robert was showing all of these states, and how are they going to get to their 270, right? And and, and where these states were, they were both on the east and west coast. All of these states, east, west, coast. That's where they were. That means you, the drooling, insignificant, idiotic fools in flyover country, you idiots can't even be uh, uh, trusted to tie your own shoes. Why should you be trusted with the ability to make decisions for the entire country?
2: needed is for states with a total of at least 270 electors to agree to award all their electoral votes to the presidential candidate who wins the popular vote. If they do that then automatically the winner of the popular vote gets the 270 electoral votes he or she needs to become president.
1: So, in other words, let's make this more clear, okay? Aside from Illinois, aside from Illinois, there are zero states that don't line the coasts of this country, right, that are in this conversation, it's Hawaii. It's California. It's Washington, uh, New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New Jersey, Maryland, D.C. You know these states. I, I we had this conversation over the weekend. I pulled up a map and I said, "Did you realize there are more people?" There's a crazy map somewhere. I got to see if I can pull it up. More people that live in the in the population of Los Angeles County. More people live there. That live in the rest of uh, this this crazy map of the United States, excluding places like Texas. Um, I've got to see if I can find it. Pull up. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. So, states with a smaller population than Los Angeles County. It's the entire country minus, you know, California. Florida, Texas, Illinois, Ohio's in that mix there. Pennsylvania's in the mix. I think New York's in the mix. So can you imagine that the only people, by the way, they're talking about your vote not counting. If you live anywhere else in the country, your vote does not count. And here's what happens. Here's what happens, right? If your vote doesn't count, then the the people that are running the candidates they don't come to you they don't come to hear your needs they don't they don't you're not their constituents you don't matter they won't campaign campaign where you are they won't give a rip about you or anything else now why are they so upset about this it literally is the entire system what they built that is that is at stake, and here's what I mean. This latest tax bill, the reason they why they have a big problem with it. Going back to this article from the uh, in from NPR, and now they're trying to make this claim that uh, that you're going to pay more taxes, and that this is a problem, and uh, it's because you know they didn't uh, they didn't uh, they didn't appropriately account for inflation. At the end of the day, I don't care who you are. If there's more money in your pocket and less in the government's coffers, it's a good day for you. I can't think of anybody who would, who would say, you know. And by the way, let me just say, if you're one of those people, you think this tax deal is a bad deal, by all means, write extra extra money when you send a, send your your check away every month. Send it on off to the, the treasury. I'm sure they'll take it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Send that money off in an envelope every month. If you don't know what to do with it, send it off to the government. They'll take it. They'll take this tax cut. So here's the problem. The problem is in these high-tax states, right? California, New York, Illinois is another big one. In these states where they're already paying like an arm and a leg for taxes they had this they had this rule they had this written in that they could deduct what they paid right their state taxes into the federal so essentially what was happening is and this is the thing that should wake you up and everyone else you talk to all the liberal progressive folk in your in your uh, flyover country should understand we are subsidizing California, New York, and all these other places. Cuz they're not paying their fair share. They talk about the rich and loopholes. This is the progressive left and the loophole. The loophole of them not paying their fair share. So what uh the effort that that I as I tried to explain this, let's just take Trump out of the picture, but it's the idea that we're talking about. It's the idea that the states make up the federal government, the the country. Not the other way around. Right? It's that all 50 states, Puerto Rico and Guam, we make up what is the United States of America, not the federal government of the states. And that you on a local level and I on a local level should be able to tell our money where to go and what to do with it. She's just livid. uh, This person that I talked to over the weekend about cuts to the EPA and things that were going to be happening with the Great Lakes and water that might be at stake and things like that. And all those things I think are understandable because, again, anytime you hear anything coming out of the left... You know automatically know it's the left when you hear talking points about people dying or children being poisoned or water uh, w- pollution the planet it's uh, you know it's it, it came right out of the playbook of the left. But the idea isn't so isn't so that this, this these things don't get taken care of it's just that the states are responsible. And the idea is to let the states hang on to more of their money. The idea is to let the people hang on to more of their money so that they can take care of their own issues right there at home. That's the idea. That is the core. You go all the way back to the Founding Fathers and the uh, and the Boston Tea Party. This idea that they could be, and that's what we're talking about. Taxation without representation. Another thing that Robert Reich fails to understand is that we don't live in a democracy. That's the problem. This popular vote idea is utter nonsense because it's not a democracy that we live in. It's a republic. A democratic republic. But we live in a republic. That's the issue at stake. And what are they counting on? They're counting on you not understanding this. They're counting on uh, the uneducated, the uninformed, people really not understanding what's going on. And I got to tell you, the day and age that we live in, where up is down and down is up and left is right and right, and we're completely discombobulated and we don't know head from tails. We really don't understand some of the things that are very basic sometimes. We have problems with these. That's what makes us all ripe for the pickings, and boy is it dangerous. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the number. Eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Got a lot to do. Got a lot to talk about. We're a little behind because you know we had an entire hour, <laughs> basically that we were supposed to chat today. That uh, that we got bl- we got blown off the air, and I don't know if it was uh, George Soros, the Gremlins. Or what? But we're back. And so the conversation continues with you next. Over in the Facebook group, Pat Gray Unleashed. You can also talk to us online at Mr. Justin Barkley on Twitter. Justin at JustinBarkley.com on the email. Talk to you next. We're back right here, Barkley, and for Pat Gray today on The Blaze.
0: Pat Gray on The Blaze Radio Network. to Pat
1: Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. You can join us online there at Mr. Justin Barclay on the Twitters. Email at Mr... Hold on. Let me back myself up here for you. Justin at JustinBarclay.com Right? That's how you get to me. And the conversation continues. By the way, Let's talk about, because I think these are important topics as well. We could talk about Constitution, the Founding Fathers all day long, but let's talk about what the American people really care about. Let's talk about what, what matters most. That's really what it's all about in 2017. And moving into 2018, I think. What matters most? Breaking it all down. How long can you say happy New Year Ron wh- wh- when do you cut this off? I need to know oh the third
4: Woo! <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, so if you haven't seen everybody by the third, then that's pretty much they don't need to hear it. It's done. it's done you've seen everybody that matters by then, right? I know people. This is gonna sound crazy. They go right on in through that first quarter. I'm like I'm thinking into March, March saying the Happy New Year, because you might be seeing people you haven't seen, and it's still technically a new year. When does a new year become, uh, you know, a midway year? That's that's like that's that's we're getting into the fourth and fifth month there, so. <laughs> I feel like I'd give it a little more time. Third is a little for me. It might be a little too. Yeah, because the fifth, because here's the thing, right? Everybody coming back to work and stuff, you you may not you may not be able to see this, right? You're not be able to see this person until what? Couple, of, maybe, maybe that first week in January. You won't see him till the eighth if they're back that next week, right? So I'm going to go further out. I'm going to go one more week out because this is just the kind of guy I am. Want to be rather be safe than sorry. I'm going to give it to the fifteenth, and then I apply some of your logic, Ron. I mean, if you have not seen each other, uh, you know, up until the fifteenth, well, maybe they're out of luck on that one. Maybe they're out of luck. So when do you start saying Happy Happy New Year there, Ron? When, when is it technically, do you start that with the, the Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and God rest you merry gentlemen and all that other stuff? Where, where do you throw that in there? Did you... <laughs> I've been doing that today, too. I have been doing the, hey, that was a good Christmas? Was Santa good to you? That's my favorite. Was Santa good to you? Oh, it was good to us. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of like I said. This it was kind of nasty here for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. We had this. This is this will tell you something for all the global warming fanatics out there. We now we're in Michigan, so take this with a grain of salt, or in this case, uh, with the salt that they drop on the roads. But you know, we had the snowiest Christmas. In in history, in the in the history here, uh, since they've been keeping tracks, and I'm sure you know, go back to the ice age or whatever. That's a whole other thing with the global warming and all that. You know, they only keep records back to what I think they have records back to maybe about a hundred years, or maybe not even that far back. So all of this uh, all of this global warming talk and record temperatures and all this other thing, they really don't know. I mean, it, it's it you're when you're talking cycles of a, a, a of a planet. They're just taking stabs at this stuff. So but we got dumped on. uh Christmas Eve. We go over to my wife's uh, family. They do the Christmas Eve. you know, we exchange kind of like a white elephant do the white el- elephant gifts. That's kind of fun. We have a good time. You know, people left super early this year because I'm telling you it was nasty on the roads getting there, the snow blowing, the zero visibility in some places. Uh, and and then getting back home. Like I said, people just wanted to get out of there. Same thing on Christmas. This snow started, I think it started somewhere Christmas Eve morning, maybe? What, that would have been Sunday, right? Somewhere Christmas Eve morning. I'm out in it running around, because God knows, you know, I, I have to do, and it wasn't really last minute shopping, but I, I will tell you that the, the gift I got my wife and the gift she got me, neither one of us or neither one of us, uh, the gift arrived yet. So we were we were kind of, uh, you know, we just wanted to give each other something open. So I ran out. I went to Walgreens and I saw everybody, the guys that were standing there with their mouths just, I mean, the look on their faces was like, holy smokes, what do I get? What am I supposed to do here? Just gobsmacked, and uh, I grabbed the, you know, I grabbed a bag, and well, the, they had everything you need there. I mean, you needed last minute stuff; they had your back. Grabbed her some candy, grabbed her a little wine, <laughs> and I basically I called it the holiday survival package, and I told her her, her, kit, her kit, rather, and said, "Hey, this is re- this is for you. Your your real present is coming," and she did the same for me, and I think I even got some lottery tickets. Good news, won three dollars. Won three dollars, so it's not like the Powerball. I'm not rich, and not the Mega Millions or anything like that. I won three dollars, and I think she spent five for me to win three. So that that was uh, that was that. While well, I was out running around in it, and then I got to tell you, uh, she texts me on my way back. She says, "Hey, can you pick up some eggs?" I thought, "Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me!" The last thing I want to do, I need one more egg to make this dessert I'm gonna make. <laughs> So guys, you know what I did? I went right back out and I got that egg. I wish I could have just taken one out of the dozen, but I got to tell you, I was lucky. I got one that where was one dozen eggs left at the convenience store, man. And I had it back home, and boy, that was it. Rough one here. Coming up, talking about Christmas: those gifts, was Santa good to you or not? What do you do when it comes to regifting or returning? We'll dig into it. The real stuff you want to talk about today, right? And for Pat Gray Unleashed today, it's Barkley on The Blaze.
0: Pat Gray, only on The Blaze Radio Network. Ray is here on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: It is that time between Christmas and New Year's when you don't really know what day it is or who you are or what you're supposed to be doing. And, and that's why I'm here today. It's uh, Barkley in for Pack Ray today on the Blaze. Justin Barkley, and you can join us at 888 thirty three ninety three. A lot of folks joining into the conversation, talking about your 2018 predictions. What do you see coming one of the questions: How long can you say Happy New Year? Because this is the important stuff we're covering today, right? The hard-hitting news. <laughs> when do you start saying Happy New Year? When do you take the tree down? Another big one, right? Uh, <laughs> Valerie Suckowlski joins us right now to talk about some of these things. Valerie, you, uh, you you're a leadership expert, and uh, you deal with some of these these uh, issues on a daily basis. And you know, when it comes to etiquette and what to do and probably more importantly, like uh, what not to do. We're talking about regifting. We're talking about, uh, you know, returning some of these items that you may have gotten when it comes to, to Christmas. And, boy, there are so many questions. Welcome in. How are you doing, by the way?
6: Well, I'm doing great. And thank goodness our weather here in Dallas, Texas, is doing great. We're not a, having all that snow on the East Coast. So <laughs> oh,
0: man.
1: there they're you getting go. Buried. Yeah, they're getting buried. You guys... Uh, you guys are making it out all right it looks like. So let me ask you. I get something that I don't like from you know Aunt Marge. And uh, or or more importantly maybe it's not that I don't like it, maybe it's just maybe it's not the right size or whatever and I I got to return it or, or wrong color or whatever it is, right? L- let's just say I'm going to take it back. Uh and then she comes like she goes out and asks me later on like a month or so down the road, hey, by the way, where's that sweater I got you? You know, what do I do?
6: (laughs) You smile, and hopefully you haven't taken it back yet. No, (laughs) listen, if it's something that um, a family member or uh, it's a sentimental gift or something that you might be asked about, I think I would think twice before you take it back, Justin, because of those things, right? Now, if it's something you don't like, in fact, by the way, They say that uh, 37% of people who do take things back, take it back because they don't like it. Mm. So that happens. But don't take something back that you know you're going to be asked about it later. Put it away so that you can at least bring it out when you need to. But let's talk about those gifts that you can take back because there are things that you just don't like and you want to take it back. And there yeah. are some things to think about right there. So do you take things you know, back other than Aunt Mary's
1: or whatever? I have never, I have to say, th- I don't think I've ever, I, I, here's, here's how I would look at it. To me, it wouldn't be worth the time and the effort. I bought all of my stuff online. So this year for Christmas shopping. And so like going to the store and dealing with the return Valerie just would not be worth it for me. So I don't know what I would do with it. I might um, donate it. Uh, it might go somewhere. I might put it away somewhere. Uh, or, you know, uh, the other thing that, uh, that that is getting really popular these days is people are selling stuff on these apps and on these websites. Facebook's got like a marketplace where people can sell things, kind of like a garage sale kind of thing. And, uh, you know, there's apps like Let Go and, and uh, things like that where, you know, you could you could put that stuff up, up for sale.
6: Well, there again, that's going to take some effort. I've got another idea for you, and it's a fun idea. Have you ever okay. had this uh, the kind of a party around the, they call it Yankee Swap or uh, Scotch Swap, where everybody gets together and they find those things in their closet or in the box, they put them in that they're not going to use and just kind of put them away. And it's really fun to wrap it up, have a little party around it. We did this this last year at our church group. And the idea is you don't know what's in the in the uh, little pile there, but you uh, are given a, a number, one through, in our case, six. So number one goes over and they pick a gift and they open it. Okay, so they've got to keep that one. Then number two has yeah. a choice of either swapping and taking that gift and allowing number one to go and get another one, or I'm going to try Uh, a different gift. And you go around. So it's it's
1: kind of like white elephant. Yeah.
6: Yes, That's what it is.
1: I love that. Uh, Okay. So, so, so this is, this is regifting, but it's, it's almost like a more uh, acceptable way to regift something.
4: (laughs) Well,
6: it is. And the other thing you can do, frankly, more seriously is there are charities that you can give something to that anybody else would really appreciate that doesn't get a lot of yeah. gifts. So that's
1: an idea too. You know, uh, they're saying some of these, uh, the, the charitable uh, deductions and things like that might be going away. So this is a good time to get that stuff in and, and, and done when it comes to uh, uh, your taxes, you might want to consult a CPA on that, but um I know that, uh, like for instance, like the Goodwill, you know, they'll write, uh, they'll mm-hmm. write your receipt for that stuff that you bring in for, for the value of it. Um, I don't think you want to go over $500, uh, cause you may have some issues there, but, uh, you know, the re-gifting is always interesting to me. If I get something that I really like, I don't think it's a problem. The problem is not when the gift isn't something that somebody likes, the problem with re-gifting comes when it's something that somebody doesn't really like or it doesn't really resonate with them. And I'll tell you, we had that actually happen at one of our Christmas oh. uh, gatherings over the weekend. My wife's sister got a scarf. She got a present from somebody, and I think it was her cousin. And in the, this is, the, t- <laughs> this is the, the tell. This is where, it's, where the trouble begins. Inside the gift like attached to the scarf or something. There was like a note or a card or something that was on that scarf that said to so-and-so from someone else. And the person that gave it to her just had a Christmas celebration the night before with another family and re-gifted (laughs) that thing. So uh, we just, we all kind of snickered and and, and just kind of laughed about it. But uh, that's, that's where you get in trouble, right? It's that kind of stuff.
6: Oh my gosh! So I have to ask: Did it? Did did the person fess up?
1: And well, it it, we fess didn't fess? really, we, we didn't really expose them. We just kind of let la- we kind of left, you know. And and she told us, and <laughs> and that was that. We didn't, you know, because when I this is one of the things is Valerie that uh, at, that's at my my wife's uh, her dad's side of the family. We go over there, and so it's like. Uh, chaos when they're opening presents because they do the thing where everybody opens a presents like all at once so you can barely oh really God. tell what's going on yeah it was uh that it's it's different. kind of yeah it's kind of nutty but i i i enjoy it we we uh we have a lot of fun with that but when it comes to gifting returning and things like that i don't usually uh i like i said i don't usually have a problem with that i uh and me. I'm a, I'm a bigger guy, so I kind of tell people ahead of time when it comes to family members and stuff, hey, guys, please don't get me closed because it's so hard to right. figure out. Uh, so we so that kind of thing is, is good. When, if people want to make returns, are there, are there things that they need to keep in mind if they're going to go to the store and do this?
6: Oh, gosh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'd love to share with you some stores that it's really easy to get a gift from and uh, take back. So Mm -hmm. as an example, Nordstrom's, you probably know the story about somebody long ago that had a tire and they took it back and Nordstrom accepted it. Really, that's not the truth. It really isn't, but somehow it went viral, but Nordstrom's is good. Costco, Kohl's, Target, uh, Zappos. I mean, I, I love to share with people those stores that make it easy. And there are a lot that don't. So To answer your question, yes, first of all, take it back right away. Don't wait. Don't take any of the tags off. Certainly don't unwrap it if it's something that's sealed, right? And then Mm -hmm. the other thing is be a little patient with the things that you're taking back to the person that's behind the counter helping you. You know, there are things that are policy, store policy, and they have to go by them. And so... I just think it's gracious to be respectful when you are taking something back. Those people know that they're going to just be inundated with all of these gifts. And probably people are asking silly things like give me money back. No, I don't think so. Probably a store credit and be happy with that. But concentrate on what a store can do versus what they can't do. And check that out even before you go.
1: You catch more flies with honey, that's for sure.
6: Oh, you do. You know, good goodness, grateful that you're not the one behind the counter having to deal with all these people.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you a funny oh. story, Valerie. There's um, and Valerie uh, Sokolowski's with us right now, and she's at valerieandcompany dot com. If you want to check her out on her blog and her website, there. But Valerie, one of the interesting things over the uh, holidays here is that my wife's aunt uh, did a little uh, kind of holiday work for a big uh, store here. And uh it's called meyer they there's a big chain throughout the Midwest. It's kind of like Walmart, but a little nicer and mm. um they're based right here out of our kind of like our our backyard where I am, right here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. and uh she had this is the honest to goodness truth she had somebody who came through, and one of the things she was doing was helping put returns back. Somebody came through and returned something from Valentine's Day and it was a seasonal oh. item Valentine's Day. They did the return. And so she was walking around trying to figure out with the manager, where do I put this? Do I put this on the shelf or does it go somewhere, you know, and so they they had to they just kind of had a laugh talking about how they did it, but it, it's the old school way of doing things and the man who founded that store, Meyer, Fred Meyer, Uh, always uh, was willing to do things. There's a great story about him, as a matter of fact, where somebody came in as they started as a grocery store years ago, and they came in with a box of cereal and demanded a return for this box of cereal, and it wasn't even a brand that they sold in the store, and he still honored it and did it. And he said, why did you do that? Why would you take this back knowing you guys don't even sell this? And he said, it's better to have that happy customer who will come back time and time again than to to make them upset and angry and mad and and never come in your store again.
6: That's a great story. I know, Fred Meyer, it's a wonderful story. You're right. And think about how many times a happy customer will tell another happy customer. I mean, another person that could be a happy customer and go to that store. Mm I mean, I do. Don't you, when you get good service? And to Fred's point, what if that customer was not treated well as a lot of stores don't these days? And guess what? Do we tell all those stories too, you bet. So, but it yeah. but I probably just, even more so. Point, <laughs> more so. You're right. It's all about respect. I can't believe that anybody would bring something from Valentine's. Isn't that crazy?
4: <laughs>
1: You know what, when you you work with the public, though, Valerie, and uh, you get to see people, uh, nothing surprises you. I'm, you know, it's just, uh, I I remember I worked at Target when I was younger, and boy, I got to tell you, I see some interesting things. And even talking on the radio and doing what you, Valerie, I I bet you see some funny things, too, from time to time.
6: I do see some funny things, and I actually have a story exactly like what you experienced. And I have to say, I'm not sure this person was a friend. We had a, a guest exchange one Christmas about three years ago, and the same thing happened in terms of it was re-gifted. <laughs> Mary's her name. And beautiful big pack with all the tissue coming out, and so I, it was my turn to open, and I dug into the tissue, and my hand was going down about that time. The little, the little tag on the outside sure enough flipped over, and there again it said, to Mary, love Helen. And I never said a word either. I didn't even snicker. <laughs> no, really? It yep, be it happens.
1: It. it does. It happens, and you're right. You're right. I mean, we got to be ready for it. Now, Valerie, I appreciate you. And let me ask you, before I let you go, something else we're talking about today, and maybe you can help settle this with, uh, with your expertise in the etiquette field here. How long can you say Happy New Year? When's the cutoff?
6: Yes, I heard you talking about that. Well, I would say maybe a week after and then let it go.
1: A week after. Okay, so we've got uh, Ron said uh, January 3rd. I said maybe as far to, as to January 15th. I actually know people who will say it up until like in uh, in March.
6: <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it really, well, there you go. It sounds odd.
1: Maybe until the next holiday, right, which is uh, – was a, was it President's Day or something that's coming up? what There's one of those days we got coming up around the corner. So, <laughs> Valerie, thank you so much for being here with us today. We appreciate you. It was a
6: joy. Happy New
1: Year. Thank you. We'll take that. We'll appreciate it. It's right in the window, the time of being able to accept it. So, Valerie Sokoloski, thank you so much. Valerieandcompany.com. Have a great day and a happy New Year to you. Coming up, 888 900 Your predictions for 2018. We'll grab those. What do you see coming? Coming down the pipe. You got anything you want to add to the conversation? You can. Justin at JustinBarkley.com. My email. Jump there. And also at Mr. Justin Barkley on Twitter. Barkley in for Pat Gray today. This is The Blaze.
0: You're listening to Pat Gray on The Blaze Radio Network.
1: Pat Gray. It's Barkley in for Pat Gray today on The Blaze. 888 933 3393 the way to get in. And you can join us if you want to join the conversation at any time. Justin at JustinBarclay.com, by the way, is the, uh, the email address. And, of course, at Mr. Justin Barclay on the Twitters. At Tweets. You can grab this. Edith says, great to hear you again. I was just confused for a bit there. As I was listening, stepped away, started listening again, and now you're back. Yeah, for now, Edith. You don't know because you just never know how long this is going to last. That's the thing. She says, by the way, we normally put up our tree and the lights right after Thanksgiving, leave them up until around January 6th. I'm with you on that one. I think that's normal. You're uh, the normal red-blooded American, some of these yahoos. I saw people, and please, give me a call. I'd love to hear from you if you're this person. This is, this is the, this one's interesting. They take them down, like, right after Christ like, Christmas night. Right after Christmas dinner, they pack it all away, and it's done. I'd be interested to see how, like, when they actually put it up. That's too fast for me. I, I, I don't know about you, but I like to kind of, I like to enjoy it. I like to let it linger a little bit. you know what I mean? I, I do I'm I kind of enjoy the season. I don't want it to go too long and eventually I will get tired of it. And I want to take everything down. but man, I don't know, you know cause it's kind of dreary where we are in the winter time here in Michigan, you get the clouds and of course it gets really cold. and today, let me just check the temperature right now, yeah, it's nine. I think it's actually warmer here than it is in Siberia right now. I hope that doesn't end uh, end up in me getting investigated by the FBI for giving the temperature in Siberia. But uh, it, it, it's uh, it, that's just how it is. There's just a lack of sunlight, and I, I don't you know I don't mind the snow. I don't mind the cold. It's the lack of sunshine that kind of gets to you. So having all that stuff up kind of gives you a little more I don't know color or something. I don't know the lights and the candles and all that stuff. It's just kind of fun, so it adds a certain element to it. So, uh, but I will—I'll take it down. I—I uh, I guarantee it'll be before the fifteenth. Might be the sixth. Yeah, and by the by, the way, when I take it down, the time that I take this stuff down is probably right around Ron. In case you were wondering, the time I'll stop saying Happy New Year. <laughs> <sighs> that's what i That's right around the same time I'll stop saying. Happy New Year. Yeah. I'm telling you. Predictions, by the way, she says in 2018 she sees herself moving to Orlando. I might just come right along with you. I'm telling you. What do you see on the horizon for us as a country in 2018? You got a good prediction for that? Hmm? I'd love to hear from you. More of the same, are we going to see more of this, I don't want to call it dysfunction because I think that's, I mean, there's a hint of that, but it's more the disruption that we've seen over the last year or so. Maybe even more. It's disruption. It's swirling chaos. What comes out the other end is up to us. But I, I mean, we have absolutely seen it everything is coming undone it is the the great undoing It's like uh forgive me I don't want to use the Christmas lights again but you know when you get those out it's like the untangling you always got a strand that somehow needs to be untangled and you end up in a big mess with this big ball of lights you got to kind of work through I actually enjoy that process I uh I know that I'm not I'm not you I'm not normal normal people do not feel the same way. But I, I believe that's where we're headed. We continue with the untangling. <sighs> a little bit of chaos. Might be a little bit of a rocky road. This infrastructure fight, of course, the continued investigation with uh, Mueller. And, 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 you know, I heard today, said earlier today, I heard, of course, on uh, Fox News talking about. It. Well, you know, the, the, the Democrats win the House. They could start impeachment proceedings. For what? What would they? What would they impeach on? Well, I don't like how this guy uses Twitter. Well, not everybody does, and I, certainly there are some things that the president does that I don't like a hundred percent too. But I mean, can, you're going to impeach? Well, we've really come a, a long way, haven't we? Speaking of social media, by the way. Did you hear the comments of uh, former President Obama? He was on a podcast. Did you hear the podcast? He was on a podcast the other day. This is his first interview since leaving office, and he went to go to a podcast. Again, I think this is uh, where we, here we are in the age of disruption sitting down with Prince Harry, no less, but it is a podcast. It's two guys hanging out in a room with a couple of microphones, and uh, this is what they had to say. By by the way, the question, as Harry asks, I saw you at the inauguration, and you had this look on your face. He kind of said he had a poker face going. He didn't really say a lot, and he was just wondering, you know, how was that whole thing, kind of baiting him, uh, and, and this is what uh, of course Obama had to say
5: face on, not giving much emotion away as we all saw uh, what's, going, what's going through your mind the sense that there was a completion uh, and that we had done the work uh, in a way that preserved our integrity mm. uh, and, and less, left us whole mm. um, and mm, that we hadn't yeah. fundamentally changed uh, uh, I think was, uh, was yes, a satisfying yes, feeling yes, uh, yes, that was mixed with all the work that was still undone. So, uh.
1: indeed,
5: so much work. Mm, Yes, 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 yes.
1: But really, I think the most important part, the most interesting piece of this interview, I don't know if you've heard it yet, is the way he talks about social media. And it reminded me why. I fundamentally, it is like a cat vomiting every time I hear him speak. It's just something about, you know what I mean? There's just something about the cat vomiting. I don't know. There's like a hairball or something. It's just, it's nails on a chalkboard. Every single time the guy has anything to say. It was so nice with him being away for a while, wasn't it? I wasn't able to put my finger on it until just earlier today, but we'll talk about what that is. Because I mean, there's something tangible that's happening there. It's what I hear anyway. Coming up next, we'll play a little piece of that audio because what he had to say about social media and, well, the current administration, I think is the is the piece of the news here of, of this uh, particular, particular uh, deal. All right, so also when we come back, How about a $284,000 surprise? No, did I say dollar? $284 billion surprise. Can you imagine getting that in the mail? We'll explain that when we come back, too. 888-933-93. You can join us next. Barkley in for Pat Gray today on The Blaze.
0: Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here
1: on the Blaze Radio Network. Where's he at? Oh, no, that's me. Hey, Barkley in for Pat Gray today, Unleashed on the Blaze. It is, uh, it's always an honor and privilege to be here with you. And, and for how long, we don't know, because they might just pull the plug at any moment like we had earlier. Special technical issues, glitches, gremlins. You just never know. There are certain people that do not, not to get my tinfoil hat again and put it back on, but hang on, let me see if I can. All right, there are certain people that don't want you to hear this. Who are those people? Well, they're people like this woman. If I just say the first two words of the headline, you're going to know who I'm talking about and what I mean. People like this woman, a topless activist. Why? why, people, why do we have to give them credence and say things like activists, topless activist? You're really, we used to just call these people for what they were, kooks, crazy people. You know what I mean? We used to just say, there's some crazy person. Did you see what this crazy buffoon did? Did you, did you see, I mean, did you look at, the, did you hear the news today about what that idiot did? We used to just call things what they were. You know what I mean? Now 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 we have like activist. Do you see what this bonehead did? We have completely lost touch of the English language. Did you did you did you get a ch- did you get a chance to hear what this uh, jerk did the other day? This twit this blockhead this i'm just saying this dunce one of my favorite use this in scrabble by the way this ignoramus <sighs> topless activist this story man this this one right here it's a christmas story by the way Ah, uh, yes the christmas miracle via the blaze.com Got this one in my email the other day. Topless activist grabs Jesus from the Vatican nativity scene, shouts, God is woman. (laughs) Let's just call it what it is. This crazy woman is out topless at the Vatican. It's got to be cold, too. I mean, I can only imagine. There she is running into the scene. You can see everything. And she's got, uh, I think she even wrote God is woman on her on her back or something. Well, she was fully unwrapped. According to the blog, this Christmas gift, in a manner of speaking, was already unwrapped. Aha. Uh-huh. You see, a topless activist took it upon herself on Christmas Day, no less, to rush the nativity scene in St. Peter's Square at the Vatican and grab the baby Jesus, Reuters reported. The woman from the feminist group Femin jumped over the guardrail. I don't know if it's femin or femin. Maybe it's Femin. I think feel like that's a better way to say it, right? Femin. Instead of like he men or, you know, femin. She jumped over the guardrails and shouted, God is woman. A Reuters photographer told the outlet the slogan also was written on her bare back. I gotta make sure that we Get the word out. Police stopped her just as she grabbed the baby Jesus statue and she was detained. They got her on the ground here. The incident took place about two hours before Pope Francis delivered the me- the message there at Christmas in the square. The outlet reported the FEMAN website identified the woman as Elisa Vinogradova or Vinogradova called her. Called her a sex extremist. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. This is not real. Sometimes you just go, you can't really. Is this. You can't make she's a sex extremist. Reuters reported she's a sex extremist, adding that the group's goal is, quote, complete victory over patriarchy. A female activist pulled a similar stunt on Christmas Day 2014, the outlet noted. you got to watch out. If as if ISIS wasn't enough. You have to watch out for the female, the bare-chested broads running through the nativity scenes. Thank God Harvey Weinstein wasn't around for this. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's enough to keep us uh, on top of things here during the uh <sighs> during the holiday season. Oh triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is a number if you want to join in you can. We'd love to hear from you there, of course. The Blaze continues. Now I have some predictions. And I can read through them, and I'd love to hear from you. You can call in or you can uh, email me, justin at justinbarkley.com. You can go on the Twitters and say, at Mr. Justin Barkley, and give me your, your, uh, your pick. Gary Teague here. Gary on the old Pat Gray Unleashed Facebook group says, Trump is impeached, Pence becomes president, we destroy North Korea, and our economy booms. Will those things happen? I don't know. We're going to put these down. We'll we'll throw them in the uh, hopper, and maybe we'll be able to chance to have to, uh, to uh, come back and revisit these next year. These can be, by the way, wishful thinking. They can be absolute ridiculous pie in the sky. Uh, it could be chicken little sky is falling kind of uh, things that you see coming. Anything. With the year we just had. With the year we just had. I mean, I don't think you can write this stuff. With the story I just told you about this topless feminist, I don't think you can write this stuff. The Femen. <sighs> Obama's interview, by the way, I've got parts to this I want to play for you. Obama's interview with Prince Harry. You know, some of this came back, and I realized for the first—I think the first time in a long time—what it is about the guy that just—it just fundamentally gets to me. Because there are there are a couple of different ways to say this, okay? And I think I've even said it in certain ways at certain times. The very same thing that he is accusing or warning that we should be concerned with, social media. He says it's corro- It's corroding social discourse. Now I had to start to think about this. I go, yeah, no, I kind of, I've said, I've said similar things, but I've also heard. Where have I heard this? There was a guy that came out from Facebook. few weeks ago that said something he was a founder of facebook facebook is ruining it's destroying the world and country or whatever That he said social media and he does not let his kids on social media and i had to think about that hold on why is this familiar why were they so hot with net neutrality because they want to shut the conversation down what does he mean by corroding social discourse Yes, there are certain elements to the social media that can be a problem. We can be in our own bubble, uh, but there are good things that come out of it too. Again, there's a theme here. Because what is social media? Social media is but a tool. Just like fire, just like firearms. Hold on we're getting hotter why do they care so much about these
3: things yes, editor on bbc radio and one of Just his a little, bit of this, uh, BBC,
1: a little bit of this a little bit of this report from abc and good morning america
3: barack obama <laughs> abc's Abel pilgrim is here with what they discussed including social media and Meghan markle's royal christmas eva good morning to you
7: good morning the prince with the mic this morning talking about his own headlines his fairy tale romance his friendship with former presidents which that is quickly becoming one of the world's favorite bromances harry taking this host Opportunity to chat with and about some of those closest to him. Prince, Prince Harry taking Trump to the Trump airwaves Trump, 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 Trump overnight. Trump, Trump Trump. We're joined in the studio by our guest
5: editor, Prince Harry. And I now understand the point of coffee.
7: <laughs> and opening up about his fantastic first Christmas with fiance Meghan Markle.
5: She's done an absolutely amazing job, just you know, right. getting in there, and, and it's, you know, it's it's. It's the, it's the family that I suppose she's never had.
7: The newly engaged royal guest editing BBC Radio 4's morning program.
5: I'm incredibly fortunate to have a, have a platform like this.
7: Even sharing a candid interview with his friend.
5: If you start using long pauses between um, the answers, you're probably going to get the face. Let see the face.
7: Former President Barack Obama. In his very first interview since leaving office, the prince asked him about his last day in the Oval.
5: You've sat through the inauguration with your game face on, not giving much emotion away, as we all saw. Uh-huh. What's going What's going through your mind? The sense that there was a completion, uh, and that we had done the work uh, in a way that preserved our integrity mm. uh, and, and less, left us whole, mm. um, and that we hadn't fundamentally changed. Uh, I think was uh, was a satisfying feeling. Now that was mixed with. All the work that was still undone and concerns about how the country uh, moves forward. Uh, but you know, overall, there, w- there was a serenity there, uh, more than I would have expected.
7: The president and Harry becoming fast friends after attending the Invictus Games for wounded service members in Toronto this past September. Clearly comfortable enough for this lightning round in the interview.
5: Boxes or briefs? Uh, sorry, we don't answer those questions. <laughs> LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Jordan. Uh, although I love LeBron, but I'm a Chicago guy.
7: <laughs> so the next big question, I, well, obviously
1: it's from... The whole talking down to people. By the way, what what was it about this we haven't fundamentally... Tra- what he meant when he talked about himself as we? We. And we haven't fundamentally transformed. We. What does he mean when he says we? He and him he hasn't fundamentally transformed the country oh he did his he did his best to to fundamentally transform the country and that's that's why we get what we got that's where we are right now but this whole idea that social media is a problem i think it, what it really comes from is this idea that you aren't smart enough you aren't capable of handling these tools they need government intervention that's why we have to constantly hear about you know government stepping in and intervening with with firearms there have to be more laws even though as you see like cities and states going up and suing now the, the federal government for the is a certain branch of the military not uh informing and these folks getting a hold of uh, weapons that should have never never crossed the 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 uh the check that you got to go, you got to jump through. I just bought one. I just bought another handgun not even a couple of weeks back. And mine was lightning quick. It was fast. Now, I don't have any any issues. I'll tell you have, you, have you filled out the paperwork lately? It's absolutely ridiculous. They ask questions like, are you on the run from the law? They ask questions like that. And it's because they have to. Somebody somewhere decided that they had to put this. There was a law. They had to put this on the books. Yeah, and they asked my race, which I thought was strange. I said, "Why would they ask this?" And the guy that was helping me, a good, good buddy of mine here, he was saying, "Well, yeah, uh, it's funny uh, that that's still on there. The Obama administration updated all this, so you would think that this was would be taken off or whatever. Why would they even care what that is?" But he also told me another funny story that he did have a guy who did answer, "Yes, I am on the run for the law right now. <laughs> He's a fugitive." And he had to give him a second set of paperwork to hold him up, so the uh, police could come get him. It's amazing what people will do. So I guess that's why that stuff was on those uh, on those questionnaires. It's just crazy. It's absolute insanity. But the way that they talk down to you is because. You know, these progressive, these elitists, these liberal, what they believe is that they know better than you because they've been educated, And we all know the difference. They've really been indoctrinated. Social media, boy, it's scary. They want to make sure that you do not have a tool to talk back and forth, to disseminate ideas that they aren't in control of. They're still at a loss for why what happened in 2016 and the election happened. They still can't wrap their brains around it. We'll continue our conversation. Shine a little more light on the subject. 888 933 your 2018 predictions as well. We'll go through some of those. Uh, by the way, Facebook has something to say about the 2016 election. We're going to get into that, too. We'll tell you what it is and the test you can take. I actually just took it. The test you can take that you may want to uh, weigh in on right after this. Barkley in for Pat Gray today, Unleashed on the Blaze.
0: Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: 888 is the number. You can jump in and join us at any time. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat's back Tuesday. You stuck with me until then. It's Barclay. JustinBarclay.com. My blog, Justin at Justin Barclay. And you can hit me on the uh, Twitter at Mr. Justin Barclay. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Did I tell you about this woman? She got a bill for two hundred. Was it two hundred and eighty-four billion dollars? Holy smokes! Two hundred eighty-four billion dollars. You know what it's for? It's an electric bill. Now I don't know whether you laugh or you cry when you get that bill in the mail. It's absolutely shocking. It's so shocking that you probably just end up like laughing out loud. Like, okay, something went wrong here. There's something that doesn't quite mount up here. A Pennsylvania woman says she went online to check her electric bill and was shocked at the amount, more than $284 billion. You have to say it like that, or it doesn't really work as well, right? The Erie Times that insult to injury now she's what in erie so she's in pennsylvania she just got dumped on with all the snow the erie times reports that mary Horomansky said her eyes just about popped out of her head i can imagine when she saw that number there's so many zeros how would you how would you even know the 58 year old suspected that her family had put up their christmas lights wrong yeah you think so clark (laughs) <laughs> the silver lining was that the bill stated that she didn't have to pay the full amount. Oh, thank goodness. Can I get on some sort of smart payment plan or something? She didn't have to pay the full amount of $284,460,000,000 until November 2018. You know, so you got that going for you. She only needed to make a minimum payment of $28,156. You know, to keep the lights on, oh man, her son contacted the uh the I guess the electric provider, Penalac who confirmed the error. parent company first Energy said a decimal point was accidentally moved. Why can't that happen the other way around? I want to see that with my bank account. You know what I mean, Ron? like, just move that thing down a little bit for my bank, for my balance there. Her new amount was quickly corrected to $284.46. That's all she owed. (laughs) Odd decimal point? I mean, that's several. I mean, it really had to travel. It had to go pretty far to get down there. $284 billion bill also caused her to ask her son for a different Christmas present this year. She told him, I want a heart monitor. (laughs) Yeah. I imagine seems a little high there. Also earlier this week, U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley said that she negotiated down her bill, well, our bill, the U.N.'s budget by $285 million. And again, what? We're the biggest single contributor, right, to the U.N.'s bank account. We pay more than 20% of their operating budget. And you remember the fiasco we talked about last week. The UN had voted overwhelmingly to cast shade on the U.S. decision to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Hey, You remember her taking a stand and see, we're going to remember this. So now they cut hundreds of millions of dollars from the UN's budget. It's still. I, I they say it's unclear if the budget cut is related to the vote, but I think it's more unclear about what they actually do there at the UN. Do you? Does anybody even know? It's like Office Space. You know, what is it that you say you do here? <laughs> you know when Michael Bolton is interviewing the uh, the Bobs? You know they're interviewing Mike. What is it that you say? I I don't, I don't get it. I am absolutely lost. <sighs> Have you seen this by the way? Speaking of Merry Christmas. No, it's not the topless lady again. This is the offensive Jesus sign. It's at theblaze.com you can see this. The offensive Jesus sign. On one hand, we have it okay that a woman can run topless into the Vatican and steal the infant baby, tiny baby Jesus out of the nativity. On the other hand, there is a sign so offensive, so heinous, the Pennsylvania company is... is the, folks are complaining now that they, they have this sign up at their home. They're not budging, though. They're not going to remove this sign anytime soon. They're real rebels. They're home in Gettysburg. The sign's so offensive, it's white. With red letters and garland that spell <gasps> Jesus. Literally, that's it. And then there's like a little nativity scene. But there, people are complaining. A complaint was filed with the Homeowners Association, which, if you know, is of the devil. If you've ever lived with one of those, you know it's straight from Satan himself. Beelzebub is the one who created the Homeowners Association. So uh, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. Not today. Not today, Satan. No. They are complaining. This sign offensive, and of course, uh, the topless uh, feman. lady in in the Vatican uh, there uh, not offensive. Totally cool. That's just an activist doing her duty. Hats off to her. And and shirts. While you're at it, let's just go completely topless. Lose it all. Hey, that's it for me. I'm going to do the same. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You can join us tomorrow here on the Blaze. We'll talk more 2018 predictions. It's Barkley and for Pat Gray Unleashed.
0: Cat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.